The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inspire Us. How is everybody hanging in there? I, it's been, oh, God. Oh, where do we start with this, uh, with this year, with the, with the past year? Uh, and everything that's been going on. I hope everybody's hanging in there. I know it's been tough for a lot of us. Let's just keep moving forward, okay? Let's just, yeah, let's think of something positive. Let's just keep getting inspired by people like my next guest and all the guests I've had on and all the others I will have on. This one is a young entrepreneur who loves to help people with their personal growth and educate others about the deaf community. Why does she like to do that? Because at the age of four, due to some negligence on the part of a daycare center, she lost her hearing. And she's made it a mission to help educate people on how we can be more inclusive. What she has to share with us today is something that will resonate and we can learn from. She's also a graduate from a psychology course, and she's now into starting her own online coaching business. And she's working at finishing her first book. Yes, Kalina. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to this young woman. And let's do it. It's Kalina Powell. Hello, Kalina, and welcome to Inspire Us. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I'm so excited to have you. We met on Clubhouse. I heard you speak in one of the rooms about the fact that you were born without what you're hearing. And you were so inspirational as you opened up about some of the challenges that you've experienced and what it's like not to have your hearing. Why don't I start out by, by asking, what are some of the challenges that you experienced growing up without your hearing? The challenge I experienced was not be able to fit in into the community well. Um, I would definitely always seen a lot of times while I was growing up because I became deaf at four. So, you know, being a little kid, we don't know anything. So it's like, oh, uh oh, um, and you know, and everybody's making fun of the what's in your ear. So you didn't know how to um how to say it because they don't know and they never been educated about it. And same thing with the education system. They never really taught a student how to be inclusive with the deaf community or someone that has a disability. So that was a lot of challenging while growing up because no one was really educated. And while growing up, I was going, I was surrounded by Kim people 99% of the time. So every time I go in a room, I'm always the light because I was the only person that was different. And, you know, people always come to me like, oh my God, Kalina, what's that in your ears? Oh my God, like, what can I do? Like, it's really a mind. It's fine that like a lot of people really want to learn, but there are some ignorant people out there that don't want to help you in a way. So that's the challenge I had to go through while growing up. But and I would never say, um, you know, those people who are ignorant who don't want to learn. I'm not. 
it's not their fault. At the, end of, at the end of the day, it's not their fault because they've never been taught it. So it's very important to teach the next generation how to be inclusive, how to be mindful, and how what they can do better for the future. You, you've brought up some very good points. Yeah, some people are curious and want to find out what it is that you have in your ears, whereas other people want to avoid it because they don't know how to respond to you. And as a child, as you said, you lost your hearing when you were four years old. How tough that must have been. Now, what were the devices like when you were four years old? Did you uh, start using a hearing aid right at the age of four? Yes, I did. I started using hearing aid right away at the age of four. Good. And how good, uh, like, has the quality? And I, I am, I, I'm uninformed about all this. So it's so nice to have someone on because we do encounter people with hearing impediments. And it's always nice for us to know how to respond and stuff like that. So were the devices as good back then as they are now? Uh, the device back then were not so good. <laughs> now it's getting better. Thank goodness. Right. Um, so the device I was using when I was four years old, it was a very small hearing aid. It was like, um, it's like those ear, uh, the ear thing. Um, it's like the headphones, the little small one. Yep. It was exactly like that, exactly like that. But I couldn't hear 100% through the hearing aid because the, my um, my volume in my ears for my eardrum, so that's where it got damaged. So a lot of time when I hear, the volume is up and down with the hearing aid. So I had no control of the hearing aid volume. So that's what makes it really hard and difficult for me to hear when I was four. But now I was getting older. I would say at the age of 17, the hearing aid started to let you control the hearing volume. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, now that makes sense. Exactly. Technology does get better as time goes on, as we all know. Uh, and there are different options. We were talking just before I started the recording. You were telling me that there are different options that are available to you as well, not just the hearing device, but something, a Bluetooth um, device or messages on your phone. How does that work? So um, so there are different devices besides hearing aids to use. Um, some people may not be familiar with this word. There are, so there are hearing aids and there are cochlear implants. So with cochlear implants, there are that, that is where you go under the, the table. You have to do surgery for that. And so that is way too risky for me. My family did not believe in surgery because they didn't like the whole procedure of it. So, so I said, no. Um, the third thing is um, different hearing aids and cochlear implants. Now that they're developing, they are starting to have Bluetooth in it. So that way the Bluetooth can help you Bluetooth to your phone tablet, iPad, computer. So that's how it improved for, for myself. I time time, especially when I'm in class because COVID school is on Zoom. So um, I, there are closed caption on some um, meetings like um, Google Meet. Google Meet is one of them number one that has closed caption. Unlike Zoom, Zoom doesn't have it. So a lot of time I prefer to use Google Meet for closed caption if I am on a very important call or if I am very important school meeting. So I use that. I use Zoom a lot of time because it's, uh, again, my hearing aid is Bluetooth. So I have my Bluetooth connected to my iPhone so it's automatic right away. Even if someone's calling me, it goes directly to my hearing aid. So, yeah. Okay. And I hadn't even considered that, that uh, 
some software uh, like uh, Zoom wouldn't have uh, closed captions uh, for people with uh, a hearing problem. And that makes a big difference. Do you find that when you are out in public that people, the majority of people really try to understand and help you out? Sir, I would say 50-50. It's not always 100%. Um, there are some people that are willing to try it. For example, like COVID. I'm a huge lip reader and the max is so difficult for me to hear people. And because the volume and the max, so the max is covering your voice and your mouth, right? So right. it's very so it's very difficult for me to hear people on max. And there's some ignorant people. There's like so many and they don't want to be mindful. And I have to tell them like, you know, I'm I'm deaf, so you guys have to like talk slower or even write something down for me. Say, hey, this is what I'm trying to say. And so, yeah. I, yeah, again, uh, that's something I hadn't even considered with COVID-19. People's mouths are, are covered. You read lips. That's really difficult. So, yeah, getting the message across to people to be patient and just to understand that you're, you're hearing disability uh, means that they have to do something a little bit different to be heard and understood. So uh, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Again, um, it, it's so good to speak to someone who um, can educate us on the importance of being available to someone with an impairment like yours. So I really appreciate that. I want to go back to when you were uh, four years old. Was it something medical that took your hearing away or was it an accident? Um, okay. <laughs> um, okay. There are two sides of the story, what happened. <laughs> okay. okay. So my family told me that it was the daycare fault. I had an ear infection. So I would prescribe with the eardrop, like a specific eardrop. However, the daycare did not follow the instruction. They were giving me too many eardrops. And so when I came, and so that day, and it's kind of strange because that day when they were giving me too many eardrops, as soon as I got home, my eardrop just dropped that second. Mm. So you, you, you lost it immediately? It, immediately. Wow. Okay. So it was, I was sitting in front of the TV, but because I'm a lip reader, I didn't notice. Right, right. And then my mom came tapping on my shoulder and I jumped and I said, what? And she's like, I am calling you. And then I said, I didn't hear anything. She's like, what do you mean you didn't hear anything? And I said, mom, I, I, I can't hear. And then so, and then my mom did like a little bit of like testing and she can hear my finger like I'm snapping. And, and I said, no. And she's like, you're joking. And then I can I can't hear. And then she had to keep anything that like it was just really scary because my mom was a young mom at the time and she didn't know what to do. And luckily my grandma's a nurse. Well, she called my grandma and screaming, panicking, like, what am I supposed to do? So we called my family doctor, we went in. My family doctor said it's too late. Mm. So we went so the and that that's one side of the story. The second right. side of the story, when I when we went to the daycare. The daycare told my family, oh, no, they follow the rules. They follow. I don't know. So that's what happened to me. And that is why I lost. And that's how I lost my hearing. 
and you were only four years old uh, in, in the care of a daycare center who should have been following the instructions and everything. And I, I would imagine that, um, well, for you, that changed your entire life and for your family as well. They must have been so heartbroken because everything there as a result of somebody's negligence, which is, is uh, just un, unacceptable. And your struggle, can you tell us what you struggle with the most? Uh, is it people's attitudes, behaviors? Is there something especially difficult for you to deal with that you would like us to know? Um, the difficulty thing I had to deal with is um, when people try to help where they're not trying to help. Uh, I know there are people out there who do want to help, but there are some people who act they want to help. And so I guess it's because they don't want to come off rude, um, which I understand. It's just normal. I know people just never, ever again, surrounded by someone that is deaf. And, you know, so it's not like, you know, being deaf had a huge population of being deaf. It's not, right? Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's one of my challenges. My second challenge is um, when I need, I, I would say, I think it's more of, there's so many challenges I face every day. Um, I would say the most, the most one challenge I face is when someone is speaking and when they speak too fast. So sometimes when I tell them, oh, please slow down, they're like, are you kidding? Uh, can you not hear me from the first time? So that's a lot of, yeah, it, it's a lot. It, it, it happened to me so many times, like 99% all the time. And um, that's one. Um, the second thing I go through a lot is when people keep asking ignorant questions, like, um, um, they're like, oh, like, for example, if they see that I have hearing aid, they try so much. They try to like move the lips in a weird way, like, okay, how is your day? And I said, don't do that. Right. And it's un it's unacceptable because you're telling me that you couldn't at least ask first before even just assuming and just judging like how you should talk. And right. so that's the one thing I do not like what people do, especially when they find out the person that I'm deaf, they do that a lot, which I don't like, and I don't appreciate that. And I always address them and say, hey, you don't need to be talking about that. You can just talk no more. I can hear. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I can't hear without, I just, I'm just saying I can't hear without the hearing. I can hear. Um, so that's the third one. Uh, the third one is um, when sometimes when people ask me a question and I tell them like how they can help me, sometimes they just think it's too much and they just don't even bother. So for me, it's like, why did I even bother wasting my time telling you in the first place? So that is my challenge that I have to go through every single day of my life. Oh, yeah. And, and there's so much to consider um, for our listeners because you, you can't see uh, what um, Kalina was doing. But when she was talking about how some people react, they overemphasize their words as though they're talking down to you and slowing right down is that right is just too much of that that those facial they're exaggerating uh the speech without even asking you if they can speak normally to you would that be an accurate assessment yeah okay yeah and i i could see that so there are many many challenges for um you know for people without their hearing of course and um 
with music, are you able to make out music? Is that something that you feel? Is that something that you hear all right? Um, how do you respond to music? Um, that's a very good question. Everybody always asks me that question all the time. Um, music, I listen to the music based on the vibration and the beat. So I can feel it. And um, it's a, again, it depends on what type of music. I'm a Caribbean person, so there's always beats and there's always vibration in the island. So I, I can always go with the flow with music. Even if I can't understand the lyrics, I'm still following along with the beat. And so, so yeah, so luckily my culture, um, the music is not hard to follow, thank goodness. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm so thankful for my background. Um, but other music in terms of like country music or um, jazz or um, like RMB, Mm -hmm. um, I same thing too. I go with the beat vibration. A lot of time too, I go on YouTube. I listen to the lyric. I read the lyric before I listen to the music, so I can follow what what's being said. But I usually do that a lot of time, and that's how I listen to the music. Good, and and um, I guess it's it's a joyful experience then because beat can really move your body, right? And the vibrations. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know that's that's fantastic. That's really good. Uh, what would you like people to know? Is there anything that you would like people to know about how they should be, other than what we've covered? Is there anything else that you can think of that might help people to uh, to better communicate with someone who has an impairment in with their hearing? Um, if people are really interested, I would suggest some people to learn basic sign language. Um, also, to if you want to get more information, please learn from a deaf person. Do not learn from the hand person because they don't know what we go through. And I see that a lot of time with a lot of people who go to a hand person. So I keep reminding people, no, don't go to them because they don't have the exact same things that we go through. Um, third thing, um, social media. It's very big, very broad now because of COVID. Everybody's on social media. Um, please be, please, please be mindful to use caption. I know caption can be really annoying, but just be mindful that because of COVID, everybody's on social media. Even us deaf community, we're all on it. Even people who have disability, we're all on it. Um, please use captions. There are so many websites that can do it for you. If you feel like you can't find it, please, please DM me. I will send you the website myself so that you can do that. And that way you can be more inclusive for the social media, for the deaf and higher hearing people community and disability as well. Um, the fourth thing I would just want to say is if you do come across someone who is hard of hearing or deaf, uh, the first thing I would suggest is please do not say I am sorry when you first see them or if they tell you that they're deaf, because a lot of times we hear that oftentimes and um, we are so much fed up with that word because it's basically saying that you are you're telling us that you feel bad that we're deaf. So that's why I always recommend a lot of people stop saying I am sorry a lot of times. Just say, just say I am unaware. That way they know that, okay, she's unaware. Okay, I get it, I understand. And that when you continue the conversation. And the fifth thing is don't be afraid to have a conversation with us. Don't be afraid, don't not be afraid, do not be afraid. I know a lot of people are scared to come talk to me and I think well, what's wrong and they're like, you know, because, you know, you're deaf, I don't want to, you know, like, oh, what if I'm talking too fast? And I said, don't worry. If you're talking too fast, I'll let you know. It makes you please slow down. So don't be afraid. <laughs> and yeah, so that is, those are my top five advice for everybody who are listening. 
Uh, Kalina, you have been just a world of information and you have educated me here today. And I can see the brilliance in your face. And, and I wish that all our listeners could see your face. You have this radiance about you, um, this, real, this real glow. And thank you so much for taking your time to, to be with me today and sharing all this information and closed captions, all those things. Yes, so many things that we have to be aware of. So thank you very, very much for that. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really hope everybody took some notes and I really hope that everybody can be more inclusive after this podcast. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, this show is going to be up so people can come back to it as many times as they want. And they're going to want to listen to you because what you had to say is just so beautiful and, and it just educates us so well. So thank you so much for that. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient. 